You're listening to Building Bold Connections, a podcast where we explore the creative ways business leaders have solved professional challenges to gain success and build net worth from their network. We're kicking off episode one with Chase York, group sales executive with the Atlanta Falcons. Here is episode one of Building Bold Connections. Hi, welcome to Building Bold Connections. I'm Tyra Burton, a senior lecturer of marketing, and I'm here with Chase York. He's a group sales account executive with the Falcons, and we're going to have an awesome conversation today about your career and what Building Bold Connections is all about. So welcome, Chase. Thank you, Tyra. Pleasure to be here. Very excited for the uh, the first episode here. I know. it's gonna. We're going to have a great time. But the first thing I want to know is your background includes sports, specifically lacrosse, which I think is just awesome, and studying communications and advertising in college. How did that translate into sales? Yeah. And so um, I'm originally from Seattle. And so I found my way to the, to the East Coast playing lacrosse in college. Uh, so I was lucky enough to do that um, at the Division One level and then decided after college, uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was a communications major. I thought I'd be writing uh, PR outputs for the rest of my life. Um, ended up taking a year off from uh, after school, going to go play lacrosse in Australia, kind of figure out what I was doing. Back that up. In Australia? <laughs> Yes, I, I lived in Perth, Australia for a year, uh, playing semi-professional lacrosse uh, and kind of figuring out what I was doing with my life. Uh, finally decided it was time to come back. And um, uh, being an athlete, I uh, decided I really needed to do something that was competitive. And so that got me into sales, um, which, you know, it's uh, a team environment, but you're still at a competitive level, um, always competing on the either the sales board, you know, trying to find new people to, uh, of course, sell to. Um, but uh, it definitely, that trajectory took me into a competitive career path. Well, and, you know, we have a sales competition here on Can- at KSU as well. Right. So what are the best a- aspects of a career in sale for you? Yeah, and so uh, I never thought I'd be working behind a desk every day. Um, I thought I was going to go be a lacrosse coach after school and be uh, pacing a sideline uh, all day. But um, the, the biggest thing for me um, is figuring out what I loved. And so I always loved football. I was terrible at it. I was a horrible football player in high school, uh, which is funny being a lacrosse player in kind of similar sports. Um, but I fell in love with the game. Um, and so doing something I was passionate about, um, when I was in college, I did two internships. My first internship was as a marketing intern for a restaurant that was doing the, uh, the PGA Sawgrass tour, the players championship down in Jacksonville. Um, and I ended up doing about month or two of marketing internship and it turned into becoming a line cook for the restaurant because all the chefs quit uh one week and that seems so a little different it was a little different um but it made me work harder it made me understand okay i don't want to be here i want to be up a little bit higher um and so eventually um through some really great connections through uh both lacrosse school um and actually through the restaurant i was able to then go on and work for the jaguars radio station down in jacksonville um, and so it's kind of been a, a crazy path um, coming into the world of sports. Um, but the one thing I can say about it is it's something I'm passionate about, and it's something that um, has really taken me all over the place. Well, it sounds like those internships that you got really helped you find that path to sales. For sure. Um, and so with the, this, the sports internship with the radio station, uh, I was a media planner. 
And so I did all social media planning and it kind of got me into the, the world of sports, which is a much more fast paced environment. You know, things are constantly happening. There's always news breaking. You kind of stay on top of it. And so it helped me definitely become more organized um, <laughs> as a, uh, you know, 20, 20 year old student. Um, but yeah, it definitely got me on the right path, um, which to then connections through the radio station actually led into my first job out of college, which was an inside sales executive for the Jaguars. Um, which I was in for a year and then have kind of made my way all around the NFL. Um, I, I worked for the Jaguars. Then uh, during COVID, I actually got cut from my position. They cut a lot of the sales That's jobs because they didn't expect to have a football season, right. um, which means no fans, so no tickets to be sold. Um, I then went up, came up here to Georgia uh, and worked out in Duluth. Uh, for a professional lacrosse team, if you can believe we actually have that. I didn't even know we had a professional it's, lacrosse uh, pro team. It's professional indoor. It's played on a hockey rink. Not a lot of people know about it. It's super fun. Georgia Swarm, if you're ever out there. Hey, they play where the gladiators do. Exactly, okay. exactly. Um, and then was lucky enough to get a job with the then Washington football team, now Commanders. Uh, so worked up there for a season and then uh, got my dream job back here in Georgia to come back and work for the Falcons. And uh, so it's, it's definitely been a, a crazy ride. Uh, the world of sports, you have to move around because there's only, for, for me, I want to work in football. There's only 32 teams out there. And there's only, you know, 10 positions for every 32 teams in the NFL that I work in. And so it's, you know, a very competitive field to be in. Um, and so moving around is part of it. And so being from Seattle, you know, I've now lived in about seven different states chasing the dream. Um, right. And so it's, it's been fun. Well, and you've landed here in the wonderful city of Atlanta. Exactly. So out of when you're doing sales, what do you think are some of the most challenging aspects of a career in that sales? Yeah. And so the, the very first thing I noticed was I was terrible at talking on the phone. Um, when, coming up in the age of texting, I didn't know how to talk on the phone to people. You know, I, I could talk to my parents, but I couldn't hold a conversation uh, with, you know, a stranger or somebody that I was calling up like a prospect for a, a sale or something like that. And so it, it kind of taught me, um, you know, you, you have to work on the things you're not good at. And so the biggest thing in sales is you have to be confident. And even if you're not confident, you have to pretend you're confident. Yes. Uh, even right now, my heart is racing talking into this microphone. That, we're not even trying to make sales right now. Let's so. be honest, mine is too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely um, kind of taken me out of my comfort zone for sure. Um, and I, I was telling you a little bit before the podcast, I actually um, was a, a theater kid growing up. And so I... You would you know, think that that would pair really well. Right. Oh, and so public speaking, uh, it kind of helped a little bit early on. And so I had a little bit of a advantage of that coming early. But, you know, the, the whole talking on the phone thing um, was really a big jump for me, but also just, you know, business acumen. You know, I, I was, you know, your prototypical college jock. I, I was, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I like to think so. But, uh, you know, getting into the business world, I didn't know what I was getting into, especially getting into the National Football League, which is one of the biggest businesses in the world. Um, and, and so complicated business. Very. And so it was, it was quite a jump. You know, I it was my first uh, team. It's a very small market team. Everybody loves the Jaguars down there. They're not very good. Um, but it definitely, it made me work harder, you know, working for and if you heard from my list of teams I worked for, none of them are very good, uh, except for the Falcons now, of course. Of course. Um, but, uh, so it's definitely taught me to teach in a, or sell in a hard environment, uh, a place where, you know, most teams like the Green Bay Packers, the Philadelphia Eagles, you don't have to talk people into coming to games. Right. Uh, it has taught me to sell through adversity, um, and especially during COVID, uh, you know, having to call people up, you know, we switched over from a sales mode to a, you know, 
um, a customer service mode. You know, we weren't trying to sell during COVID. And so it taught me how to be a better uh, representative of my clients, of my prospects. You know, we weren't calling and asking about tickets. We were calling and asking about their families. We were asking how they're doing. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of given me a, a well-rounded um, look at the business world. I, I think that for me, I think cold calling would be like the thing that would scare me the most. So it's nerve wracking. <laughs> it, it is. You have no clue what they're going to say on the other end of the line. You don't know if they're having a terrible day. You don't know if, you know, they just crashed their car. You don't know if they just took their on the way to take their kids to school. Um, you get a lot of uh, fun language, a lot of people hanging up on you. But the the thing that I actually took from sports and put into the business world is having a short memory. Um, you have to be able to, you know, learn from what happened, absorb it, and then move on. Uh, and so, you know, I, I get hung up on probably 15 times a day. When I first started cold calling, it was, you know, 99 out of every 100 calls was a hang up. Um, and so it's gotten a lot better. Um, <laughs> but um, it's definitely it's definitely not the most fun thing. Yeah. Well, and I think you definitely have to f- have a sense of self-confidence in sales to survive that kind of reception. Oh, for sure. Yes. So for the Falcons, what does your job as a group sales account executive entail? And are you involved in day of activities at the games? Yes. So kind of all encompassing job there. So I I do a little bit of everything. And so uh, my main role is I just took over our youth football program. Um, And so I actually am in charge of all youth football on field experiences and fundraising. Um, And so I take a part in that. And then I have a bunch of other different theme days that I had. I just headed our pride day. Um, for our last game uh, here against the Browns this past weekend, um, heading a yoga day uh, for our backyard besties. We have a Home Depot backyard outside of our um, stadium that we do all sorts of events on. Um, and so I, I kind of have my, my hand in a little bit of everything going on. Um, and then on top of that, a lot of corporate groups. Um, so like when Microsoft needs to entertain 500 employees for the year, uh, they call me up and we set them up with some packages. Um, but so I do work down in Mercedes-Benz Stadium every day. Um, the revenue generation office is down inside Mercedes-Benz. Nice. Um, and so everybody gets to work down there. It's pretty cool to, uh, you know, if I, if I ever get bored, I go on a little walk and I can go down on the field and walk around and that kind of thing. And it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but so I'm, I'm in there nine to five every day calling up businesses, mostly in the morning. Uh, that's when they're mostly responsive there for B2B calling. And then I do most of my uh, clientele and B2C calling uh, in the afternoon, just because most people are awake by that time. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, day to day, I'm in the stadium uh, making about, you know, anywhere 60 to 80 calls a day trying to get people to come out. That's a lot of calls. It gets easy. <laughs> so your theme days, have you guys found that that really helps build uh, brand loyalty and team uh excitement. Yeah. And one of the cool things is it's really ingrained us in the community. Um, you know, when you think about those things, you think about ticket grab, you think of trying to get a community to come out just cause you want to sell to them Right. when it's the complete opposite. The, the cool thing that I found working for the Falcons, um, as opposed to the, the other teams I work for, the other teams I work for were great. I've, there's I have nothing against them there, but the Falcons are a community based team. They care about Atlanta. They care about the betterment of Atlanta and the different communities within it. And so it's been really cool to see the different groups coming out. Um, and it's not just, hey, come to the game, here's your ticket. You know, we have events for everybody. We get to meet players. We get to do all sorts of different things that are impactful. We do fundraisers for youth teams. We do fundraisers for, we just did a fundraiser for Pride Atlanta. Um, and so it's connecting us while, yes, they're coming out to games, but it's building the fandom and the community. Well, and I think that helps you when your team 
performs well as well as when they don't perform so well. Exactly. It's, I mean, the most amazing response you can have is having poor team performance and still having a community that backs you. Absolutely. So what kind of bold or creative ideas have you executed in your career helping you make those connections? Yeah. And so uh, I will say the the key word there is connections. And so in the sports world, um, you know, the the common adage is you it's who you know. And it really is. I didn't really believe that going in. You know, everybody says, oh, it's who you know, it's who you know. It really is. Um, and so one of the biggest things for me was, and I learned this during the COVID, um, was you have to get connected and you have to use LinkedIn. Um, and so I was shooting off about 60 messages a day, um, not to ask for jobs, not to ask for, um, you know, submitting my application. It was to learn. And so I would send out, I wanted, so eventually my career goal is to get into sponsorships. So I want to get into NFL corporate partnership and sponsorship. And so to better myself and kind of get myself in the right mind of that world, um, I was sending out 60 links, LinkedIn messages a day um, to different executives, uh, managers, partners around the country uh, at different sports teams and asking for 15 minutes of their time just to set up a call. Um, and so the biggest thing you can do is learn and connect. And through those connections, um, you go miles. Um, the world of sports is very, very small. Everybody knows everybody. Um, and so if you can connect with one person, they're going to know somebody else. And that is pretty much made all the difference for me. Um, I, I still, Steve Griffin at 1010XL radio station down in Jacksonville um, was the first person to ever help me get a job with the Jaguars. Uh, I still look back to him and ask him for advice, uh, ask him to connect me with different people in his industry. Um, and so it's, it really is the connections you make. Um, you know, I, I wasn't the best student. I wasn't the smartest student, uh, but I'm going to outwork you and I'm going to learn more. Um, it might not show all the time. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's there, and uh, it's always going to be the the sweat equity over yeah. everything else. Well, and I think making connections with people where you're having conversations that are not about selling, it's about them telling you about what they do. Exactly. I would be asking them, you know, how did you get into your field to start, but then asking about, just like you asked, what were your creative ideas that set you apart from other people in your industry that got you higher up in your field? Um, learning the sort of things that some teams do better than others um, and bringing that into my own um, and kind of evolving from there. So it's definitely uh, kind of a, a community grab at it. So now that you're doing, you know, you're still doing cold calls, how do you take somebody from a cold call to somebody who's a loyal customer? Yeah, and so really when I first started, I thought you had to be like a used car salesman. I thought it was the, you throw all the tricks, you use all the lines, the, Hey, you know, I've only got this much time, you know, let's see if we can get you in here before the time's up kind of thing. Yeah. No, people pressure. hate that. Oh, people hate being pressured. And so the, the thing that I learned in the sales world and just in general, when talking to people is you are in a conversation. It's just like we're talking now. It's not pushy. It's not salesy. It's I'm an event planner. I'm not a salesman. And so I wanted to have the best experience for you and your group when you come out. And so it's more listening. If, if I could say less words than they do on a call, I've won. And so that will get me into their heads is, oh, he cares about what I'm looking for. He knows what I'm looking for. He's actually asked me. Um, and so if you can embrace their needs over yours, of course, every salesman wants to be higher yeah. up on the board. They want to make their numbers. But if you can make a lasting impact, you're going to have a returning client forever. 
Well, and if you learn who they are. Exactly. Not just as a company, but as people. Right. That helps you make that connection for a very long time. Exactly. So I would think one of the things that would be challenging for you, since you've changed locations so much, uh, is rebuilding those connections in each city. So how have you done that? Uh, It's been hard. (laughs) It's uh, it's definitely been different. Um, And so, you know, it's just putting yourself out there. Kind of like I said with the LinkedIn, um, going around to business, I love doing uh, in-house visits, going out to people's offices. Uh, when we were in Jacksonville, I used to bring people face cakes. Um, it's literally just a, a white sheet cake, like a wedding cake, and I would we would print our faces on them. We'd go out and take them out to offices, and people would laugh, but people would say they would remember it. They would remember you. Uh, and so it's you know things like that, getting out into the community, making connections. And so I mean, I coming back from uh, Washington D.C. with the commanders uh, to back down here, I had kind of had a little base already built up from when I worked here before. Um, but I had never broadened from thereafter. Um, and so getting back in, reconnecting with those people that I already made connections with, but then using their connections as well. So all of those people um, who I had made connections with the first time I was in Georgia were a lot of networking groups, uh, a lot of social clubs, um, and then spreading out and spider webbing from there. So what kind of networking groups have you found to be really successful for you? Yeah, so... Um, you know, blue collar loves football. And so one of my biggest, um, prospecting events that I do is, uh, I've made a connection with, uh, contractors, closers, and connections, which is a, uh, building construction, um, HVAC, everything. They get together, they have a cocktail club basically each month. Um, and it's all the major players in Atlanta, um, who do construction, um, and in the contracting world and they get together and they have this big fun, uh, they, they think it's more of a party, but uh, it's supposed to be a networking event. Um, but uh, so going to putting yourself out there, getting in person, people can talk on the phone all day, but most people won't actually go meet face to face. And so getting to those events, getting to people's offices, getting in front of them is the best way to reestablish and make new connections, I believe. And I think when people see you, it actually matters. Exactly. So do you have a particular sale that you're like really proud that you landed? <laughs> You, oh gosh, yes. Um, <laughs> my first ever big sale uh, with the Jaguars was um, a, a sign printing business. Um, it was Origin Signs. I still remember the name. It was that big for me. It was a record-setting deal in the world of inside sales for Jaguars. It was a $25,000 concert venue sale. Um, it was four of our premium locations for um, Daly's Place Amphitheater, which is a uh, concert venue connected to the Jaguar stadium. Um, and he was looking, he needed to entertain clients and he was looking at three other venues in Jacksonville, um, that we were competing against to get his business. Um, just like I just talked about, I went out to his business three times, uh, in the two weeks we were talking about unexpected visits, mostly saying, Hey, I need to come out and see you. Let's talk about this thing. Um, and so that was definitely a, a nice one for me. It took about a month to close, um, having to compete against these other um, concert venues, amphitheaters, and win over that business. And especially when um, he had done business with the other venues prior. Ah, um, so you so were tr- new. Exactly, trying to kind of get our way in there a little bit. Um, but it, it still holds as the highest record uh, sale in inside sales for the Jaguars. So yes, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yes, that's definitely one I'm proud of. But Ultimately, I, I still feel good about every sale I make. It could be 10 tickets. It could be 1,000 tickets. Um, it's, it's kind of the, 
like I said earlier, it's the rush of it. It's the competitive nature where you're, you're, it's not about getting somebody's credit card, but it's about getting somebody's credit card. And it feels pretty good when you put that through. Right. And you hope that you build them where they'll keep coming back and have that experience because you're making that personal connection with them. Exactly. So what differences have you seen at the Falcons and what excites you about being here in Atlanta? Yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of, like I said earlier, the community, um, and then the people I work with, uh, the Falcons are a tremendous organization that hire great people. Uh, I'm surrounded by an amazing team. Uh, my manager, Rob Sibbets has put together a, a stellar team. We actually grew earlier this year from four people to 10 now. Um, and so we're, we're a growing organization. We're a growing team. Um, there's, there's tickets to be sold apparently out there. Um, and so it's, it's been great. I love being back in Atlanta. Um, DC was a little cold for me. I've gotten a little soft now living here in the South for, uh, for so long, uh, coming from Seattle, you know, I used to be a shorts and t-shirt and 40 weather, uh, 40 degree weather kind of guy. And so now it gets about down to 60 and I need to throw a sweatshirt on. Um, but, uh, no, I, I definitely love Atlanta. I love the people here. It's, it's a really cool city. Um, it's pretty much the melting pot of the South. Uh, I had never lived in a big city before coming here and people always said, Oh, the traffic's terrible. There's too many people. It feels like a very small city in a very big area, um, which I think is the coolest part of it. So you still get your different pockets. Um, and you can, you know, if you want to do one thing one weekend to go do something completely different the next, there's options out there. Yeah. I think I grew up in Atlanta and Atlanta is a great place to grow up and live. So, um, as we're closing out here, what are some suggestions you have for our cold students that are working toward graduation? Yeah. And so first thing I would say, we'll start with sports. So if you want to work in sports, there are two major uh, websites you should go visit right now. And that is teamworksonline.com. That is where every major sports team, sports venue, concert venue posts their job listings. And so that is teamworksonline.com. I'm not sponsored by them. Um, but, uh, but he will accept one. Yes, but I have gotten a job from there. Uh, and so it is definitely, it is the, the mecca of sports jobs. Um, it is where you go to find basically everything. And then sports business solutions. Um, those are the two main websites and publications that you can find sports jobs on. Um, and then use and abuse LinkedIn. Um, you can never... I call it pestering, mm-hmm. um, but you can never pester somebody enough. I mean, you can go out there. It's it's literally the closest thing possible to being able to text a CEO. Um, no, it's true. I mean, you can send a message to anybody, uh, which is I think is the coolest part, which you can then use to grow your network, learn more, connect more. Um, and really just if you, it doesn't even have to be in sports, but follow what you love. Um, if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to want to do it for a long time. And I'll tell you what, uh, your job, you're going to be working for a while. And so if you're not happy, find something that makes you happy. Um, again, like I said earlier, I didn't want to be writing PR reports and PR publications for the rest of my life. And so I found something that made sense for me, uh, in a competitive environment, in a, an avenue that I've loved. Um, and it's really taken me so much farther than I thought it could. Um, and so just keep working hard, put your nose to the grindstone. It's, it's all the cliche things that people say it actually works. It's true. Yeah. So, well, I think that you have found a way to meld your love of sports with your skills. And I think it's great. So Chase, thanks for joining us today on building bold connections. Thank you for listening to building bold connections. This has been a Coles college and Joel A. Katz music and entertainment business program production.